0: Welcome to Looking for Love in All the Wrong Dust Jackets. Uh, We're just a couple of college friends from the Midwest looking to talk to you about romance, love, and hell, whatever the hell we want to talk about, I suppose. Uh, My name is Liz. I'm Danny.
1: And I'm Wiggles.
0: And welcome to the show! All right, folks. (laughs) We decided let's do something fun and different and talk about a movie.
2: So we did have the ever the fun discovery that while I adore romance books, romance new movies,
1: not my jam. I don't understand I'm... that. Is it like, is it the watching it that makes you uncomfortable or, or is it not even like a comfort thing? Like you just, just not, not, not entertained. entertained. I almost wonder mm-hmm. like if reading it, like triggers something different in your brain where like your imagination just runs rampant and like having it on the screen, there's no imagination Probably needed. And
2: I mean, there are some that I like. I just, like a rom com, I'm not a big fan of a rom com. I'm not a chick flick person. Give me a bloody gory horror thing any day of the week.
1: I um, mean, I like that too.
0: <laughs> well, but the thing with movies is, right, like there is a filter. They can A, only do so much. Yeah. In that short amount of time whereas in a book, you can, like, build up characters and relationships. And then you can't do some of the sexy time stuff that you can do in a
2: book. Have you seen Game of Thrones? Yeah, but it's not a romance. (laughs) There's a lot of it in there.
1: That's true. (laughs) But probably part two of why, like, rom-coms are kind of like, uh, is because, like, the majority are written for women by men you're not wrong yeah yeah Yeah. there are
2: definitely ones where i'm like this is stupid who would who would fall for this right
1: and so you're just like um i'm good i i I don't need any of that thank you though um and on top of it they're usually directed by men. so it's like okay I'll be honest, I didn't do my research rundown for this one, so I have no idea what the case is with Ever After, but I feel like it's probably directed by a um, man. Didn't do any
2: research either, I'm sorry. Uh,
1: yeah, I didn't either because this
2: was a Wiggles pick, and so I had expectations. That seems um, it was wildly also unfair. To be. <laughs> it was, it's, it's also supposed to be a mini, so we're not going fully into everything.
0: It was directed by Andy Tennant.
1: Called it called it who is it has man vibes a dude he is yeah i mean don't get me wrong i really really fucking like this one and it oh th- i love like, that after like and i don't think necessarily a man directing it or or writing it like means that it can't be good or means that the romance won't be good from a female perspective or anything like that but like sometimes you can just tell you just feel oh, yeah. like
2: yeah this is no
1: way a woman did not write this yeah this is Uh, just
2: there's usually there's sometimes when things are written by a man for a like woman audience in general it's very abrupt that it is and it's it's not great
1: sometimes Mm -hmm. it like sometimes it's like a neon goddamn sign and you're like okay cool like
2: have you met a woman
1: there's (laughs) been some there's even some like
2: romance books when they're written by men when they're describing things. And I'm like, Has? the worst is when
0: they try to describe the female anatomy. And you're like, you could have at least, like just googled it you could have right. spent like maybe five minutes on youtube figuring this out
2: Shoot, spend five minutes on pornhub like it well maybe not maybe how how works. Works. right but pornhub is also directed by men it's true it just makes me sometimes it's like i i don't think you know how a woman works yeah like you can't be i'm sorry
0: and there are also female writers who do this and i'm yeah. like i'm sorry you can't be like oh and then mm-hmm. her like cervix quivered and i'm like if your cervix quivered, you need to go to the doctor.
1: You, you need medical attention, <sighs> Sorry, right? First. I saw a TikTok the other day where a guy was like, resp- he was responding to something else. And he was, he was saying like, oh yeah, we can tell when you orgasm because we can feel you clenching. And, <laughs> and this girl responded, she was like, am I about to do, just like blow up this man's life? <laughs> <laughs> and all the comments were just like, kegels, yeah. man, kegels. We, we can do that. <laughs>
0: It's it's like clenching and unclenching your fist. It's yep. it can just uh, be done. Yes. And in fact, you know, twins suggest that you may be kinda sorry, if, if this actually makes it to the podcast, what I'm doing is gesturing saying, Hey, it is not even gesturing, just like nodding. It is pleasurable if you're like do that out of your actual orgasm. Anyway advice corner with liz will not become a segment of the
1: podcast <laughs> <laughs> no no um i expect the, I uh, expect the, the sexual and advice every every episode from here on out i'm sorry you've made this commitment uh, um, only one of us who has a man so well then pull him in oh, and have him give advice for
2: her. oh Wix, do you have something to share
1: oh oh no i was i was just cheering her on no no i'm still perpetually single
2: I'm a bitter yeah. old woman at this point. I don't give two shits.
1: I don't have the energy to be bitter, but I am old. I'm am old. old. Bitches, so meh. My
0: God, you fuckers <laughs> are talking like I'm old, like I'm fucking, you know, sixty-five,
1: and y'all are like, my body feels sixty-five. Okay, chill. I don't fucking chill over about. here. This is this is the body of a seventy-five-year-old I mean, uh, named Gladys. Put yourself into stuff, wigs, and maybe it would not be. Okay, that? I think we, we I think we all know that that is not a promise I can keep. So, uh,
0: anywho, oh yeah, yeah, we were talking about the yeah. show. Um, right. I did look up the screenwriters for this show, uh, and it is a gal named Susanna Grant, right? Or, or I assume by the name oh. that's not appropriate for me to assume. Uh, Susanna Grant, Andy Tennant again, who's also the director, and then Rick Parks are, are the right. folks who wrote this.
2: Wonder if he has any relation to David. <laughs> <laughs>
1: You could ask. Him. <laughs> I don't think... I, I mean, I don't want to presume, but I have a feeling that they will not be listening to this podcast. Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: Someday I'll be listening <laughs>
0: to oh Okay, so... We've talked about the director.
1: We've talked about the writers. Let's maybe talk about... the movie? And the fucking fabulous casting choices that make it so oh. goddamn good. I mean... I mean. Drew Barrymore. Angelica Uh, Houston. Drew Barrymore. Uh, Like, what more do you need? It was pure joy. Um, I feel like you say, what more do you need
0: because you have no idea what the other people's
1: names are. Look, you don't need to be calling me out on a Thursday night. (laughs) I have a head injury. Shut the fuck up. (laughs) I told you to stop doing that? that.
2: Stop hurting yourself. I mean...
1: Angelica Houston is perfect. You name them. You name them then, huh? And don't look Uh, at IMDb.
0: I never claimed to know them. That was the difference. You said, oh my God, the (laughs) casting choices, let me name people, and then got stuck on number three. (laughs) (laughs)
2: They're the best ones. They are the best ones. I mean, Angelica (laughs) Houston is perfect. Drew Barrymore is America's sweetheart. We love Drew Barrymore.
1: Okay, but for real though, what's the name of the the actor who plays Prince Henry? Uh,
2: Dougray or
0: Dugray that... Scott Dugray. I'm gonna say it's <laughs> Grey because that's way better than Dugray.
1: What if it is Dugray and now you insulted his Then I don't mean to age. offend him. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. It sounds do it. Irish, doesn't it? Good. I feel like it's probably not even pronounced either of those ways. Like the way it's the... pronounced like Dugray. Yeah. Uh, like, yeah. the way that Leary, like, if you looked at it, you'd be like, the fuck is that? No offense, Irish people. You just spell things in a way that English speakers can't possibly process.
2: I'm sure they know. Pretty sure. I've seen some some Irish people on TikTok be like, this is how you say it. And we know it's weird.
0: <laughs> yeah. All right. Then I'm going to, then I, for, for sexy reasons, I'm going to say this actor's name
1: is Scott. Ooh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he is very cute. I will say. He is say. very cute. Um, and I, I I love that like he's a pain in the ass, but he does get better. Those yeah. like that's one of my favorite things is improvement. I won't lie. He sees he sees where he can
2: improve mm-hmm. because she makes him a better person.
1: Oh my go-
2: gooey warm heart, gross. I hate it so much. <laughs> I
0: think I am the devil's advocate here. Okay. Oh. You don't you don't find him cute? i find him physically attractive but i find him like i know he is written to be shallow and the whole point is like he grew up that way and he like
2: he grows into he has
0: more. to learn that the, the trappings of his life are not you've been born uh, to privilege and with that comes I, specific, specific obligations. obligations i get that but i'm just like bro you have no depth
1: you have no trauma that's why I cannot love you. I don't know. Apparently, getting married to a Spanish princess is really hard. It's traumatic. Oh my god! I that have seen. It was traumatic
0: for her. Oh yeah, that poor girl.
1: The 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 crying. I'm sorry. I laugh every time. Oh, I giggle so hard.
0: <laughs> like the. Oh, it's, it's, it's supposed to be
2: that. Oh it's my supposed god. to god. Be because it it starts him giggling and realizing the absurdity, and he should be with the person he wants to be with just like she should be with the person she wants to be with mm-hmm. who
0: well, apparently is uh some random fucking miser who who is balding i don't know listen to each other you you love who you want to
1: love and he like and he is probably a lovely person he, oh, he yeah he probably has like the best personality and she's like i'm going to get married to this spoiled little rich bitch excuse the fuck out of me but no thank you yeah. Nay, nay, nay. I like how you said, like, the
0: best personality, and it was that classic, like, but they have a good personality line. <laughs> um, I know that's not what you meant, but that's just where my brain went. That's fair, though. It's fair, though. <laughs> which is, okay, I'm going to go on a bit of a tangent, uh, which is the biggest fucking line of bullshit, because, like, if you're actually going to be in a true relationship with somebody, married, dating, fooling around, whatever... The thing that should be the toppest, the tippity toppest of your uh, to-do list. <laughs> Not to-do list. <laughs> to-do list. <laughs> to-do list. But, you know, your list should be you enjoy being around them. Like they be You would think
1: that would yeah. be the goddamn bare minimum. But some people are really happy to be miserable. It's true. I'm sorry. If, if I can't,
0: like, just enjoy your presence and enjoy talking to you and enjoy like hanging out with you. I don't care if you look like goddamn fucking Chris Hemsworth dressed as Thor. It ain't happening. It's true. I mean, I will fuck you, but everything else ain't happening.
2: Well, and the other thing is, is you have to, they have to be one. You have to be able to enjoy their company, but you also have to be comfortable enough to tell them when you need to not exactly i mean how often do you every now and then be, <laughs> tell your husband to
1: just fuck off I tell, a little
0: bit I, all the time and and the best reaction is he's like yeah i get it i'm like
1: cool yeah. and for me like if you have a shitty personality it doesn't once again it doesn't matter if like you're the hottest man in the world you look ugly to me yeah, yeah you lose attractiveness yep. if right you lose personality i just i cannot i cannot i i've met so many people who are so like pretty and then they open their mouth and you're like, Ew, Uh, but at the same time, there are scientific studies. And I hate saying that
0: without actually being able to quote them, to cite them, to cite them that say that the long, like the more, you know, somebody, um, and enjoy their personality, the more physically attractive they become to you.
2: Yeah. And I can see that. And I mean, a lot of this is hindsight is Mm 2020 in our, we're in our thirties. I long ago would have gone for a very attractive man at any cost now i'm well one i'm to the point where i don't give two shits let's be honest (laughs) um but i definitely like there's been times where a mutual friend of ours would try to set me up with somebody and like i distinctly remember it was right after um carrie fisher had died Mm -hmm. and i made some sort of comment i was like you know i'm upset carrie fisher died and he goes who and like immediately a red flag went off for me because, hi, nerd. Um, but uh, giving the benefit of the doubt, because maybe he just didn't know the actress's name. There's a lot of people who didn't. That's fair. And so I said, Princess Leia. And he said, who? Wait, how? Exactly. Even how? if Even if you don't like Star Wars, if you're not a big Star Wars fan. Which I totally get. It's not for some people. It's not, you know, some people's cup of tea. I have no, I have nothing against that. But that is literally a pop culture
1: Touchstone. Everything. Yeah, that mm-hmm.
2: if you've watched any kind of show ever, they at some point usually mention Star Wars in some degree. Yeah, like how have you have you never figured out that that's a character in Star Wars, and not even an obscure one? Come on,
0: no, it's like one of the most. It's like Luke Skywalker, Leia, Han Solo. And Darth I would Vader. actually and argue
1: that Leia is more iconic because her costumes are so recognizable yeah Yeah, but so my whole point
2: in that is like immediately I was like no
1: no well okay so
0: on that note I need people I don't care if it's one single person who listens to our podcast I need you to know you need to find somebody that you just want to hang out with Yes. Like, me and my husband, the thing that we always jokingly but also very seriously say to each other is, your weird matches my weird. Mm -hmm. Like, it is so important that you just meet each other on whatever level it is. And that's not to say that you can't have differences. You should have differences. Oh, yeah. It'd
2: be boring if you didn't have differences.
0: But, like, you gotta also have shit that you like to do together. And... Or have shit that you're like, I don't know anything about that, but I'm willing to, like, learn because it,
1: you like it. And that, that is the type of thing that a lot of people in, in this country settle for, of just, like, None. never having any crossover in interest or anything. Absolutely. There's so many people who are like, I want a girl to go golf with. Like, that's on their dating profile. And I'm, I'm like, great, you need to find someone else because I couldn't give a fuck less.
0: To be fair, like, but I get that. Like, so uh, my dad is super big into golf, and that's something that he wants is somebody to do that with, or even just to do like activities with. It doesn't even have to be specifically like golf. It's just like, I just want somebody to go to a baseball game with, mm-hmm. or go, like, if you want to go to a show, we'll go to a show, like a, a you know, a, a play or something. And I think that's super important is like, if you're somebody who, is really into, and this is super popular right now, but I'll just say D&D because I'm a big D&D person. Same. Do you know how many fucking hours my husband and I spend talking about D&D? Like it is so many just because it's like, that's what we love.
2: Well, and it it consumes part of our lives. Mm -hmm. Wiggles doesn't live in the same city as us, or she would probably be playing with us as well. But like we play D and D every week. Yeah, uh, my birthday was yesterday. They gave me D and D dice for my birthday. When I arrived to play D and D for the week, like how many hours have there was all a of us together played D and D? Th- and there should be like merging, um, merging interests, but mm-hmm. not necessarily twin mm-hmm. interests. You know what mm-hmm. I mean?
0: Right. Like right. I, I'll be honest with you. I don't give two shits about watching football. I really don't. Yeah, I
2: mean
0: But. My husband does, and I will go enjoy watching a football game with him. Right. I don't remember how we got on this tangent. I have no idea. We should probably get back
2: to. We were talking. Well, you had been talking about how you didn't really like Henry's like.
0: Ah yes. One note: he's got he's got no dimension.
1: That's. I mean, I don't know that that's entirely true. It's the story is very obviously told from the part of of. Uh, Danielle. Yeah, but like she only gets to see certain parts of him. They try to give him moments of death but I think that the reason he acts the way he does like, is ultimately because he's he's stunted emotionally and socially and he acts like he's a teenage boy not somebody who's like, I would argue is like late 20s, early 30s. That's what it seems like. At least that's what the actor playing him looks like. I don't know if he's meant to be younger but he doesn't look younger
2: well and you could also make the argument that he he is the way he is at the beginning because nobody's ever challenged him to be any other way you know what i mean Mm -hmm. like he's supposed to be the acceptable prince they've never they educated him but did they really teach him things that would help his people probably not
0: well i so maybe getting back to even what this whole story is about it's a retelling of cinderella right and I'm not a fan of the Cinderella story, um, but this movie does a really good job of marrying it with the classic, like, lower class meets upper class, and they kind of, like...
2: They meet each other halfway.
0: Right.
1: You know, yeah, I think they give uh, Cinderella much more dimension than any other yes, retelling yes. does. You know, that she's always... Like, even the Disney retelling, right, the live-action one... Is all like, be patient and kind with everybody, even if they're a piece of shit to you. Like, that's the whole thing. And it's like, she's not about that in this movie. No, she's, she, she's like, she, nah, we're going to get justice for everybody. Get the fuck out my way.
2: Dex hurt stepsister in the face. I that's love hot. it. It is one of my favorite moments in the entire movie. Just that punch. I'm like, oh yeah, you do it, girl. Well, the first,
0: like, story, plot, like if you if you plot out the story on an axis, the first like major story plot is that she goes off to save. Well, OK, sorry. The first story plot is when she meets the prince, but that's irrelevant. This, the next major story plot is she goes off to save one of the servants who's been sold. But that's how she meets She meets him before that because he steals a horse.
1: Now, yeah, she, she hits him in the face that's with an apple. Like, that's the whole, th- like, catalyst to yeah. him being like, oh, you're a servant, bitch? You're the one who hit me with the fucking apple? Mm-hmm. Bitch. Yeah. Bitch. She's got mm-hmm. aim, though.
0: she got oh, good yeah. aim. And I respect a bitch that can fucking throw an apple at somebody and yeah, knock, him like, knock him off a horse.
2: Like, he, she got him right in the forehead, too. It was like, bam. Okay,
0: I have a question before we get too much further, and I forget.
2: Uh-huh. What
0: is the family structure as far as like her dad wasn't
1: titled
2: her dad was a
1: wealthy merchant okay that's what that's what i thought and And uh, farmer they uh, have
2: very fertile land he was a he was a good farmer
1: and the baroness carries the title from her previous marriage um and so i think with time he would have essentially become the baron i don't know what french politics were exact or or french like nobility rules were exactly True. at that point but I think that's essentially what it would have been cuz she remains the baroness regardless of the fact that she is now a widower twice over yes sure sure so like it's not it's not like
0: regency area politics where if there was no male heir it would have gone to the next I brother think, or cousin?
2: I think she was the Baroness by blood because she says that I have noble blood. Mm. I don't think it was from her previous marriage. I think she was.
0: But you don't get to. Uh, yeah, French. I don't understand French politics. English uh, politics would say that you don't get to keep that shit.
1: Yeah, it's true. I don't know. I probably should have done some research. Guess what? I didn't do. It's supposed to be a mini episode.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, it's not really relevant to the movie. No. I just. It's relevant in the watch-
1: sense that like when you're trying to figure out why yeah. it's quote unquote a courtesy for the Baroness not to kick her out, you kind of need to understand that like specifically, even though by blood no- or, or by marriage now, Danielle is her child. She is not obligated to hold on to an orphan. And so Correct. that's when she says like, after all that I've done for you, that's, that's what she's talking about. She, she genuinely does have a point in the, the politics and understanding of what's acceptable at that time
2: correct they were also though i think a little bit more strict on that like when you get married there wasn't so much the like step situation usually that person was then you considered your mother
0: mm-hmm.
2: right so there is th- that argument too that it would have just looked bad on the baroness and that's why she did it because when they get married that's supposed to be your child now right they there wasn't the like separation i don't
1: think as much back yeah
0: now. however in the movie there was it was yes. very you know
2: it's the classic
0: cinderella yeah. like this is stepmother yeah. this is stepsisters
1: i think that also there is this level of the baroness maintains quote-unquote danny's dowry for so long she's far from fucking stupid and so at some point she's she's got to be thinking that there's an advantageous way to marry danny off and of yes. course we kind of see what sh- her her inclination for that is with the Weasley guy what's his name i don't remember his name i will say
0: i don't monsieur lepeau yes. was that actually is that actually his is, name
2: his name is lepeau i think oh shit
0: so we're gonna get a little bit into like why i don't like movies very much Um, which is, you have a very short amount of time to get me to give a shit at all. And if you're going to waste that time introducing a character that is straight up irrelevant, uh, just don't.
1: Which character would you consider to be straight up irrelevant?
0: Le Pew. Le Pew is completely irrelevant.
1: How is he irrelevant? He's the greatest threat to Danny's freedom. True, but... She doesn't... Nothing about
0: that entire story would have changed if he never existed.
2: I mean, true. Like, there's the threat of him, but like... But it wasn't even a threat. Because like,
0: up until she was straight up promised to him, he was nothing more... He showed up for one whole scene to be a creeper. And yeah. that's it.
1: She was promised to him before that because the the Baroness had been selling all of their possessions to him. And so... She was always she was always planning to marry Danny off. It's just that before Danielle was supposed to be um, married to him. And after it was, guess what? You're now his servant, not mine. Well, I get I get what you're saying. That
0: backstory existed. However, the plot of the movie, it wasn't relevant because the whole selling off stuff could have just happened to anybody. Wasn't relevant who who they who she sold it to. The fact the only time it ever came a part of the major plot was when at the very end when Danielle had was given away or sold to him, which was at that point irrelevant to the plot because the prince had already decided to go find her. So it didn't matter if he found her at LePew's place or at the main house.
1: He hadn't decided. No, to go he find hadn't her decided yet.
2: that. Yeah, the wedding didn't... hadn't taken place yet. The no.
0: wedding hadn't. No, no, no. But like she was sold before that, before the prince's almost wedding.
1: Yes.
2: But the,
0: but the prince, like Le Pew was not a catalyst for the prince going to go find her. Yes. No, the sure, prince sure, was yes, already sure. doing that.
2: Yes. Yes, yes. he would have done that regardless. But yes, he. So he it hadn't wouldn't have mattered to yet.
0: But right. So what I'm saying is, it wouldn't have mattered if the prince had found her at her original home or at Le Pew's. If that that would not have changed the plot at all.
1: I think the reason it matters is because Danny's situation goes from not great to fucking horrible, yeah, right? She's and so chained up. It, it's it shows that the big. That lasts for it, like one scene. Yeah, True. but that's like, one scene that we enough. get to see. It's implied that it was that she's if she hadn't found a way out, that would have been her life. She would have been harassed and assaulted and like she eventually would have just like lost her soul right
2: well and it's also implied that it's been happening for weeks because if you also consider like the time period and everything like she was she was taken right after the masquerade party
1: yeah and by the time we see her she's filthy
2: she's filthy she's been chained and his whole like wedding situation has happened um with the princess from spain so they had to get there like, which it takes time.
0: I get all the backstory that you guys are giving. I just don't think as far as the movie is concerned, it affected the plot or the characters.
1: I think it does and here's why. Um I think that if you if all Danny had as a consequence for her rising above her station even though she wasn't supposed to was that she went back to working on her farm. That's what she fucking wanted before the prince right no
0: and and that part they talked about right i'm just saying like so like if her
1: life didn't get worse you wouldn't you wouldn't feel this like relief at it getting better you know what i mean like it 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 leads to the satisfying ending because you wouldn't have it otherwise
2: it also gets you get to see her be a little bit more of a badass when she i mean i like that to save her and she's already saved she's walking out the
1: door she's saved in theory but like the reality is okay so she managed to escape him where the fuck does she get to go she can't go back to the farm yeah but that almost kind of ruins it a little bit
0: because then it's like oh she needs her prince to come in and sleep off her feet which i understand again it's a cinderella story that's like the whole fucking point but it's like uh, when that moment happens it it is very much that like you are not helpful prince like she already took care of herself
1: (laughs) once again that is intentional and we also have to remember like what time period this was being written for not the time period it was written in but what it was written for because this is written for the 90s yeah, early 2000s, true. right? So this is like their the version of like po- girl power feminism at that time is I don't need a man to fight my battles. So that's why I think they emphasized her having a battle that she could fight that was not dependent upon anybody else. And I
0: think that's almost why I wanted that one more scene where she went from rescuing herself to more instance of her not needing him and saying that she could have actually survived without him. Because then...
2: The the not needing him, but desiring to be
1: with him. Right, because then the love actually would have meant something. I mean, I think that, like, she's prepared to walk away. Like I know she is. Well, and he has gives him opportunities for this lovely little speech of like humbling himself before her and he's like i am not a prince asking my princess to marry me you know i'm asking the woman that i love as a man like it's cute it's cute i know
2: can we talk about leonardo da vinci
1: he's like the best part of the whole movie is the best part of the whole thing
2: are we really gonna
1: call leonardo da vinci the best part of the whole thing When I'm sorry, but the stepmother and stepsisters are peak entertainment.
2: They're peak entertainment, but oh, Leonardo, (laughs) he cracks me up. He He walks up and basically tells the Prince of France that he's being a jackass.
1: That is really entertaining, I won't lie.
2: Like, he just flips a tit on him. Like, what have you done? How dare you?
0: You know you've written your, like, support characters correctly when whenever they show up in a scene, they're just like, Impact! funny lovable done well and then God he, damn, he okay. also
2: has like nuggets of wisdom mm-hmm. you know like because when he's when he walks up and he's like what have you done and henry's henry's response is i have been born to privilege and with that comes specific obligation and leonardo's response is horseshit
0: and then if you follow that up i don't know what henry says but then all of a sudden leonardo's like well, then you didn't deserve her.
2: Mm-hmm. Like, he just ends it with like, "Then you don't deserve
1: her." All right, though. and sets thing down, and then <sighs> yes, that that is w- like one of the best pieces of of cinematography in the entire film is like the way they pan to the shoe, and then it starts raining. It's great. It's great. Mm-hmm. Or oh,
2: a bird may love a fish, Signore, but where would they live? Then I shall have to make make you wing. It's such a quotable movie. It's so good. Oh god, I love it. Oh my
0: god. I think my whole problem with the movie is I'm being the devil's advocate, and the reality situation is I actually really enjoy this movie. I need to be better about
1: well, I have things that I don't like about this movie, but you're just tackling yours quicker than I can get to mine.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I I gotta get shit done. My problem with the movie is isn't it's not actually a problem. It's a good thing. It's that the person whose love stories I want most is not the main characters, yes. and it's fucking Jacqueline's Jacqueline,
1: yes, oh, I is- love her so much. That is that is the meat cute that I desire is two yes. two people dressed up in the worst fucking costumes make mm-hmm. eye contact across the room and are like make weird little like noisy horsey noises yes. at each other like where is my oh. weird horsey guy
0: that's all I if want you though. are somebody who loves the like the the like eye contact across the room I love the it. like I love the like almost hand touching Jacqueline who is the youngest stepsister and her like. Is he the head of the guard or at least head of
2: Henry's it's like, guard? He's like Henry's valet. Yeah. But, and I, I also really appreciate the fact that not both of her stepsisters are complete and utter dicks. I no, loved yes. that.
0: That is, you, Wiggles, you're right. The best characters. I mean, Leonardo da Vinci is an amazing character because every time he comes on scene, he's amazing. But the story about the step family is
1: fabulous. So good. Well, even though I like, here's the thing. Do you fucking hate Marguerite? Yes, you do. Oh yeah. Yes, I want to punch her. I hate her the most. I hate her so much that like, I when she gets punched in the face, it doesn't matter that whether I saw it the first time or the hundredth time, I am (laughs) excited. I'm like yes every time. Um, but. There's also something compelling about her. Like, you understand how she got to be the way she is. She has been told from birth that it is her responsibility to marry well up. Like, you Mm -hmm. see, like, the lessons at the kitchen table where she is teaching Marguerite about how to properly yell at servants. You know what I mean? Like, Uh she, she is directly a product of her mother. She is.
2: And and I can see, not that I condone this, but I can also see why, in the broad view, why she became quite literally the Baroness's, like, favorite child. Yeah. Because in her eyes, she is the more eloquent... You know, everything. But the fact of the matter is that means she's not looking very closely at actually at Jacqueline because Jacqueline is actually the much more eloquent person. She is the softer spoken, more um, polite person, which it would be considered the best manners and everything.
1: And I think that that's actually that that is why she's disappointed in Jacqueline. Um, Because Mm -hmm. she wants a daughter more like herself um, with more motivation as she sees it um, to rise in rank. And Mm -hmm. I think, too, that it bothers her that it's the daughter that looks the most like her. Yeah, that's absolutely
0: true. Yeah.
1: I think that's... I know I know this is becoming a, a, a true session about
0: Jacqueline but I think that's why I love her so much because if anybody anybody has a true character arc it's her going mm-hmm. from like following her mother around being like Yes mother this is what we have to do to like be nobles and courtiers to being like you treat people like shit. Mm-hmm. And as soon as I'm no longer useful to you, you're gonna treat me like shit.
2: Yeah, and mm-hmm. she had that realization when like
0: mm-hmm. Danielle
2: was quote unquote sick all of a sudden she had to be the one that did everything that was i think kind of her i mean she never treated danielle badly she no, did not she didn't but she did it was more benign neglect yeah. yeah Yes.
0: and then she turns into that person that's like wait a minute this is not this isn't the team i want to be on anymore yeah. maybe i want to be in your team and then she falls in in love with the cute like i mean
2: he's kind of cute yeah like he's cute in his own way and he seems like a very nice person
0: yeah
1: he snarks off to the prince which automatically makes me (laughs) you know what i think is interesting though like jacqueline almost has the development that you wish the prince had
0: that yes. I think that's what it is. Maybe mm-hmm. that's why I love her so much. And I like
1: that moment at the end.
0: Of
2: course not, mother. I'm only, I'm here, only here, for here for the food.
1: food. Oh my god, that oh, quote yes. is iconic. Will go down in history. Like every girl who's been critiqued by like any fucking bitch about her mm-hmm. like weight or anything is like this quote is fire. <laughs> Can I ask another question? Maybe
0: maybe instead of asking, I'll just state my truth and you guys can agree or disagree. I think the reason I love Jacqueline so much is because she is the ignored, like, she's not the popular kid. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, you go, girl. Like, yeah. I, I, I feel your pain. <laughs> And you go be happy.
2: I would agree with that. And she realized that, like, I liked the realization for her that, like, oh, the person that I've kind of been ignoring all along mm-hmm. could actually be, like, my greatest supporter, my greatest friend. Right. Because they do become true friends. You mm-hmm. know, like, they, especially uh, the scene where she's applying the bandages to Danielle's back. She's taking it's, care of her after. That is after a scene. That is the,
0: That is the fucking character moment mm-hmm. right there.
2: Like she's been whipped, she's taking care of Danielle and everything, and she's trying. You know, she she at first starts her little. You know, really should have shouldn't be shocked by this. You know, with first with breakfast, and then that horrible display downstairs, and then she kind of stops and she's like, although I never will forget watching Marguerite's feet go up her up over her head like that, mm-hmm. because that's what she got whipped
1: for, for punching Marguerite in the face. Right. Yeah. She and did like, kind of earn it a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, she heard it a lot. But I I also, like, not fully stepping away from Jacqueline, because I feel like there's more lovely things to say. But the speech, when she's confronting her, she's like, where's the dress, Danielle? You know? And she's like, I don't know, bitch, maybe it's with the candlesticks or the tapestry or the silver. I don't know what would you sell it to last? Right. Like she's really calling her on her shit in a way that like never has happened before. Right. Well, yeah. And then the Baroness says, uh, you'll produce that
2: dress. And she says, I would rather die than see my mother's dress on that spoiled, selfish cow. Yes, I, I, Danielle does have that moment that is
0: so like so satisfying.
1: Yes, to me that's more powerful than her her slicing up uh, LePew. Like because. She is confronting her actual monster mm-hmm. she yeah. is she is confronting the worst person in her life and the one she wishes the most would approve of her. She does it with such passion it's uh, yeah I love yeah, it's that wrenching to watch her because yeah. like she, yeah you want to start so crying for angry. her.
2: yeah I just want to hug her. I don't hug people. I feel like
0: there's so much more story to tell. And again, this is maybe my issue with movies as a as a form of media is there's just there's so much more nuance that they didn't have time to flesh out. Mm-hmm. Because like Danielle goes from I will do anything to please this person that as the audience we know like you should not be trying to please. Yeah, no, like it's never. not worth your time to Uh, recognizing that this person is both beneath her and also like just not worth any possible like energy or effort or anything you can give her. And I just, I wanted more of that. Like I really wanted to sit in those moments
2: I do appreciate that they, they like, sussed out the fact that, you know, this entire time, her whole life, the only reason she has done all of everything she's ever asked Mm -hmm. is because she's the only mother she's ever known, and she wanted to please her. She wanted to be recognized as her child. Which makes
0: sense. Like, not only that, she lost her father when she was, like, "Ah, did they say in the movie? It looks like she's, like, like ten or eight or ten, yeah.
2: Well, and she lost her, like three days after her father Mm -hmm. got married yeah like she just met these people and now she's stuck with them
1: and like the other thing is that house all of it would have passed to her had it not been for the baroness Mm -hmm. yeah but i think one of the most important moments that i think it's like sort of overlooked is there is the conversation when she's brushing the baroness's hair and she's Um, Talking about how Danielle looks like her father and you see you can see in the way the Baroness talks about him that it wasn't the way that that the Cinderella story usually goes which is that she married him to increase her wealth and power and whatever like that was a love match she loved him you know she absolutely loved him. Her cruelty towards Danielle has, I think, very little to do with like the competition that she might be to her daughters and has a lot more to do with the fact that she truly does feel abandoned in a place that she's not familiar with, with responsibilities she no- has no idea how to manage and with without the money that he would bring in as a merchant. He's not a wealthy merchant if he's dead and not selling his goods, right? Yeah and danielle represents all of that and is another mouth to feed that's true there is a
0: depth to the stepmother that they like they give you hints of like mm-hmm. when he dies and she like repeatedly is like don't leave me don't leave me, mm-hmm. here. Yeah, no. don't leave me here yeah yeah but then there's also that moment i don't know if you guys caught it there's that moment when he dies and he looks at oh her yeah and
1: yes. then he looks
0: at his daughter and like And chooses his daughter. Exactly. There is
1: that woman. Yeah. Yeah. He chooses his daughter to be the last thing he
0: sees. Which any logical person, like any person truly logical would go, of course, Mm -hmm. that is his daughter for the last eight, ten years, whatever it is. And this woman even if he does love her, he's probably only known her for max a year.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't think it was even that really. Yeah. No. But I do believe that they loved each other. There was they hinted that really hard that they, they really did love each other. That was the reason she married him and everything. Um and I feel like it was her way almost to punish him for leaving her was to treat Danielle terribly.
0: Well, Danielle could also represent too the the life that she never got with him. Mm hmm. Because like this girl had him for eight or ten years, mm-hmm. represents a marriage that he had before that had lasted however long that wife was alive. Yeah, and she never got any of those things.
1: And I think the other thing too is that Danny has not been a servant this entire time. Like she didn't she didn't just immediately turn her into a servant. It was when they started the. The farm and everything started falling on hard times that basically the other servants were like, were not being able to keep up. And Danny started picking up the slack for them in Mm -hmm. fear that the Baroness would sell them along with the other ones she'd already gotten rid of. Right. And so I think the other thing is, like, technically, the Baroness did not force Danny to do shit. She Danny did what she was asked Um, on
0: a different note. When we're talking about servants, the other like love story I love is Maurice. And do we ever know what his wife is name is? Yes, I, don't know if we do, but I can't remember. I can't
2: remember
0: what it is though. Uh, that moment when she comes back after rescuing Maurice and you know convincing the prince that you can't just sell people, you can't punish people for the lives of like servitude and thievery that you basically like assign to them. Mm-hmm. Um, when she comes back with him, I'm like, this is this is the most romantic moment in this movie.
2: Yeah, they're they're you know, they're yes. old and they don't move that well and everything. By the way, that man is in a million things and I love him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's in the secret guard. Um, but when they go running for each other, and then not only do they clamp mm-hmm. onto each other, but the other mm-hmm. servant lady that's there and Danielle all clamp onto each other because at that point, that's all they have. They have the four of them. Yep, and they are determined to keep the little they have together at that point.
1: Well, and in many ways. They have been Danny's parents in the absence of anything else.
2: Yes. Well they've always taken care of her. I mean, even before he, her father died and everything, they you know, they They
1: took care of him her while he was traveling. Yep, they took care of him
2: while they were travel and another thing to note is how nice their clothing were four servants that is true when
1: when she was a
2: child yeah like when they were getting ready to meet the baroness the first time when her father was coming home and everything they were dressed very nicely for servants and they had a lot of servants Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and they had a lot of servants they had whole lineup of people but you know all of a sudden 10 years later they have four servants out of the 20 they had before and their clothes are Ranks. very plain and ragged and falling apart even even her room because it when he's reading her the book um but letting him know letting her know that they're um he's gonna have to leave for two weeks and everything she's in a large bedroom with a yeah. huge soft like admittedly admittedly very soft looking bed but then you see her bed when she's an adult and it's a tiny bed that's in the attic, attic. And it's very clearly the same comforter, but it's been, like, it's torn to shreds, mm-hmm. falling apart, because it's been ten years.
0: I want to do a quick pivot, uh, purely because it's one of my favorite fucking scenes. The gypsies. I love them so much.
2: And I love that when, like, she tried to carry Henry away because they promised that she could take whatever she could carry. Like, they let her go for a good 10 feet or so mm-hmm. then they started laughing and were like no 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 come on come, we'll give you a horse it's fine like well
0: and then they let them stay with them all night mm-hmm. and that's the thing that the, the part of this movie that gets me is I want all of these side stories like I want to know the lives of these gypsies I, I, mm-hmm.
1: I <sighs> This is one of those weird little like continuity things, and you're like, "Oh my god, calm the fuck down!" But like, I can't. One of the, my pet peeves with this movie is like, he invites them, and then they are not at the ball. When do ball. you see he them at the ball? He says they are at the ball, but I don't think we ever but see he, them. That's what I'm saying. You don't see them. Con- but he says, but he says, I invited the gypsies. Look, and I'm just she saying that. I understand. Yes. Like the timing and whatever, but like. <sighs> Come on, you got enough money to round those people back up to be extras. Don't be rude. You didn't yeah. even really need that many. You could have shown that you could like, yeah, have literally much. just had the backs of random people and then had the main guy and we all would have been like, yeah, sure. But I think that, like, also the other thing is when she went running off, are you going to really tell me that those people aren't going to go after her? You know? Yeah, I know. Like running from the ball?
0: Yes! Yeah, no, like they would be so at the ball right like she makes the grandest of grand entrances mm-hmm, mm-hmm. everybody iconic her. and because and she interrupts
2: his, his the king's speech right mm-hmm.
0: and and she's gorgeous like the oh, gown stunning. gorgeous the legs, way it's gorgeous
1: it. uh-huh
2: it's beautiful
1: mm-hmm. the thing i i truly love the most about that moment is that it's not just that she's beautiful because she is. the I, I mean, Drew Barrymore is just a beautiful person. Oh, she's stunning. But she, she's one of the Drew things Barrymore. I like she's about Drew, Mar- Drew Barrymore in general is that she is beautiful in a human way. Like, she does not... Her beauty mm-hmm. is stunning and amazing, but it's not this, like, unattainable, unapproachable thing. She feels very much like she's the person who is... They're beautiful, but they're stunning today. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. She has the appeal of both both and this was a very 90s like
0: hunt you down as an actress sorry that sounded terrible but like that was the most popular thing for a very specific reason which was like how can you look stunning but also look like the girl next door Mm -hmm. and she has that but she also has the like I don't know I don't know how to describe it but you're kind of getting at it Wiggles. I think of like she doesn't look like somebody that I would feel uncomfortable
2: being around like they're like Yes. Yeah. She feels like somebody who would bring you up rather than put you down.
1: She's the antithesis to yeah. Marguerite, who is gorgeous but ugly. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yes. Like Yeah, actress is fucking stunning. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. But the personality
0: that they put behind that character is just do not.
1: Well also well, the manu- also me. the mannerisms that she chooses. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's it's Part of the reason Drew Barrymore feels approachable is because she's got like this goofy little thing where she like talks out of the side of her mouth versus Mm -hmm. Marguerite is crisp. Marguerite is precise is a snarl.
2: Danielle and Jacqueline have much softer movements mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. even when they are having aggressive moments their their movements are much softer whereas like the baroness and marguerite are very precise quick aggressive movements no matter what they're doing their movements are all right. aggressive and angry seeming which adds to their hardness I think
1: even even down to that the the iconic scene at the end with the confrontation um where they come in they're like bow like, it's yeah. so sharp. <laughs> it is. It's so sharp. It's also oh, one of my favorite scenes in the whole damn thing. Oh,
2: yeah. When when they none of them have realized what's happened except for Jacqueline. Because I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure Jacqueline was at the wedding. I uh, They I don't... don't tell you, but yeah. I'm pretty sure she probably was. Because, like, they may have done the marriage just with his parents, you know. And I'm assuming Jacqueline. Because she all knew what was fucking happening. And I was there for it. That secret glance she gives him. Mm -hmm. when she's closing the door
1: oh i live for that glance oh my god (laughs) it's so good and they're so cute because he's just like yeah that's my girl (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's
2: right we do with this
0: again jacqueline and her suitor who's i'm pretty sure we'd find out his name but i don't remember it um it's the love story i want to know
2: oh my god also
1: i'm a great fan of the queen her snarkiness she's she does have some of the best jokes in the entire thing oh which is not what you would expect oh
2: yeah no the the whole make sure you choose wisely divorce Divorce is only something something they do in england while she like glares daggers at her husband (laughs) i just i die every time i'm like i love you so
1: much and credit where credit is due they like they were consistent with where they wanted this to be in the timeline like they were like okay we're going to introduce you to thomas More who was an advisor Mm -hmm. to henry VIII? like the joke tracks well and i just i so the i like the king i like how he sees
2: his son grow and everything he is being hard but he does see like after talking to his wife you know he's like okay here's the thing let's try it this way like he gives options and everything which happens in cinderella you know in every cinderella story essentially but it's my favorite line of the king when like they do their little trotty 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 into court They do, like, all the bows and shit. They're all bowed down. She's, like, simpering. And the first thing he says is, "Baroness, did you or did you not lie to Her Majesty, the Queen of France? And she's like, it's like, oh shit. Oh, gosh. I
0: do... (sighs) Sorry, I, I, I'm I'm stammering a little bit because I'm like I, I want to say something about the prince because I feel like we haven't talked about him yet.
1: I just I we haven't talked about the prince yet. Uh, you've been bashing him, him since the, the beginning. I know I had all right cool look here's here's the here are the things that i like about the prince which is enough to satisfy me given a movie that is otherwise very good um the prince is cute okay Mm -hmm, um the prince shows growth right um but also like he's not some simpering wealthy bitch he's he's a wealthy person who's like listen i'm not a bitch i will fight for my own fight and so i did like that he's not like some percy little yeah
0: yeah, mama's boy. I, I guess I can give it to him. He picks good he friends. Does. He
1: does. And, pick I, good I, friends. and I. Okay, I am must...
0: i'm a sucker i'm a sucker for
1: good banter and so their fight back and forth about that they keep running into like so the second time she meets the prince and she's nicole de lancre right instead of Mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. of danielle he's like they're arguing back and forth about uh, whether or not it's legal to keep slaves one of my favorite thing about that conversation is that not only does he keep up with her in the conversation, but he has also read Thomas more and also clearly agrees mm-hmm. to a certain extent about that. But he's like, I'm not king. I can't mm-hmm. do shit. Like in his mind, he he like, he can't do shit. He has more power than every, like all but three people in that place. Mm-hmm. But in his mind, he's stunted by the fact that he's not king yet. And I think that that's, that's really... The thing about him that seems so emotionally immature is that he thinks that if he's not king, he doesn't have power. Instead of I, I have so much power, and she said, yeah. Instead of
2: uh, all he would need to do is go to your father of all people and be like, this is the idea I have. Dad would probably do it. He just needs to have a conversation.
0: You know, I will give the movie this. I think it is one of those movies that every single time you watch it, you find something sure. new. Sure.
1: I the, what I was also going to say though in the princess defense what were we just talking about where danny was like you know what he didn't know about princess leia so like bitch you out right for the two Mm -hmm. of them it's the exact opposite where he's like anybody who can quote thomas More is worth the effort and you're like you know right like that's the equivalent Mm -hmm. of Mm -hmm. like them of him knowing like some niche comic book that you're obsessed with right like you're like whoa we're gonna be best friends except that we can't be because Social status dynamics. <laughs> right? And so, like, I think from that point on, she can't help but like him because she's like, You yeah. know and enjoy my favorite fucking book and like values your mind, you know? Like, well, and he could have been. been. Like, mm-hmm. honestly, he had every right to pretty much fuck
2: off for the rest of his life and he hadn't been. Nobody like, was going to stop he? him. Yeah. Was he yeah. playing on easy mode? Sure. Yeah. Sure was. I can't say I wouldn't as well. I mean, like, not to be super harsh to any you know to anyone who's got all the money in the world not nah, be harsh to them everything and you know <laughs>
1: it,
2: i'm not saying that i wouldn't play on easy mode i wouldn't go quite the way that some. well
1: some of them are not playing on easy mode they're playing on easy mode with all of the downloadable content you know yeah, what i mean and cheat codes. E- and, and yeah and like it. they're mm-hmm. they're playing sims with the mother load sheet yeah <laughs> like hey, do why are you gotta call me out <laughs> That's I
2: like always the, use the mother low It's the
0: best you? way to play Sims. I yeah, I agree with you. I think like the other part of it too is Danielle. I have to assume based on context is has never met anybody who's read the types of books mm-hmm. she's read. Right. So to meet somebody who is like, oh, I I, rec- I not only have read that, but I recognize you quoting it.
2: Mm-hmm. And then he takes her to his library. Oh, I know. Oh, get that bitch,
1: library. Get the bitch a library. Bitches love libraries
2: bitches do love libraries also they skipped church to go to the library and i'm like fuck yeah sexy as hell
1: sexy as the best (laughs) date ever
2: i'm like hell yeah i want to i want to skip church and go to a library like take me right
1: like guys need to quit buying flowers for gals um like get me a fucking book get me your favorite book that's the sexiest goddamn thing oh my god
0: and even if you're like i don't know what my favorite book is be like okay what do you like to read oh you like to read this look here's the thing i don't know jack shit about that genre but this seems to be what is currently popular so i buy it Mm -hmm. even if i would be like i actually really hate that author i would go but you are sexy as hell because you listened and bought me a book
2: you did read the first like two or three of the dark tower series for pappy
0: i did i don't like them but i did
2: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs>
0: if somebody loves something you have to like show interest
1: specifically uh, though like someone giving gifting you their favorite book like that's like a let's a chapter of their soul right there right you know like mm-hmm. yeah because you could reject them you
0: could say like this I is your favorite book! book and it's shit right yeah and that's a, like that's a rejection i will i will say though In my mind, as somebody who has not gone on a first, second, or third date in over a decade, I have to imagine the sexiest thing in the world is if you have a conversation with some bro and you're like, I love reading. And even if he's like, I read occasionally, uh, rolls up to a date and is like, so I just read this book that you were
1: talking about?
0: Like, that's just like, panty dropper, right? Oh,
1: my God. If some if I if a dude told me he read something I recommended for him, I would uh, lose my shit. I'd be like, even if he didn't like
0: it, even he was like, I know you loved it, I didn't like it so much, but I'm just like, but you read
2: it. But you, you put the it.
1: effort in, my
2: guy. Oh my like, goodness. You took into account my mm-hmm. opinion of something and tried it.
1: Yeah, that happens. That's how it starts. So, what are, like, what are your last thoughts about yeah, this movie? I've always loved
2: the movie. It It's always been one of the only chick flicks that I'm like, hell yeah, I will watch that all day, every day. <clears throat> not all day, every day. I won't do that. I'm not going to lie. Um, But it's one that I will watch any time it happens to be on or anything. I'm like, oh, yeah, fuck
1: ever after let's watch
2: that it's always been a, a good one for the me. only
1: reason i'm not as willing to like watch it all the time is because i was watching it all day fucking every day as a teenager i like i had this i'd ever after i had fucking 10 things i hate about you and i had coyote ugly and i would watch that shit on repeat like i like no <laughs> concept that other movies exist that's all a lie i only watch this shit um, which is why I still, to this day, have so much of this fucking movie me- memorized. Like, I can remember mm-hmm. exactly the way she drops the fucking cups. And then she's like, ah! Right? Like, And I can remember, like, the the apple throwing. I can remember the way her yep. father looks when he gets on the horse. And you're like, that dude's having a fucking heart attack. Right? Like, it, I don't need to watch the movie. In fact, Neither surprise I attack. I did not re-watch the movie for this episode. I... <laughs> It is pure memory in this head. I could practically quote it to you when I was in high school, word for word. So I do have a lot of love for it. And maybe that blinds me to some of its flaws. Like, for instance, the fact that they talk in an English accent, and even though they're in France. I
0: do not have the history um, that you guys have with it. Like, I did see it back in middle school or high school whenever I first saw it. Um, But I maybe saw it, like, once or twice. I... I think it's one of those movies that if I didn't know what to put on on in the background while I was doing something else, it would be the perfect movie to do that with, which I know sounds like a dig, but that's actually not because there is a full on Mm -hmm. category in my life of shit that I can have playing and I can enjoy while enjoy like doing something else. Yeah. And it's a really important, yeah, it's a really important category of like things that I can enjoy and like still give me like either fulfillment or just like a little bit of energy throughout the day while I'm trying to do something else. And that's the category I put this in. So what about just a quick rating, like one out of five, like we normally do with our books
2: it'd be about a four for me
1: i think i said it like a four oh, this is a five for me
2: it's a giant nostalgia thing for you so that's why it gets four five. five
1: does it necessarily deserve the five i don't know but it's still a fucking five for me i think i said it as a four as well i know i kind of shed
0: on it in the beginning of our conversation <laughs> uh but that's how i that's how i be do like
1: yeah
0: um romance rating oh this is a
2: oh god Four? Three? Somewhere in it's there? A, it's a four. I like their relationship. It grows. I, that's mm-hmm. the kind of thing. There is no spiciness mm-hmm. level to this no. not this movie. That's just not do you, the kind of movie it do is. Do
1: you know what romance we haven't talked about that is one of the funniest fucking things in the whole world? That little, like, squire guy that's, like, obsessed with the baroness. Oh my <laughs> <God>. <laughs> I can't believe we forgot about him! He makes me laugh every time where he's like, I seem to have, like, found this secret for you, by the way. Like, I'm are we about to have please. sex? And she's like, oh, maybe. Uh, but here's some money. Go away, little weird man. I love it. Love it.
2: I do like the different romances in the, sh- in the movie and everything. You know, they show it from all angles. for Everybody's relationship from all angles, which is why I kind of give it a four mm-hmm. for romance.
0: Mm-hmm. I, I can agree with that. Spice is one, maybe. Not even.
1: They, 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 they do kiss, and, kiss and for that time they period, they're very scantily clad with each other. Well, mostly her, so. True. She does. So she I'm does. Give her, I'll clad give a tree one and a, and a quarter. True. I do
0: appreciate... Um, okay, quick pause. I do appreciate that when she's climbing the tree in her chemise, yeah, they girdle it. She's
1: not a dumb, bitch. Yeah. I also like that she yeah. that the reason she gets naked, uh, just is justified. Like it isn't just like, hey, hey, we need a gratuitous moment for her to get naked. Oh my god! Again. It's I can't ruin this fucking dress climbing a tree. Yeah, and we yeah. have to figure out how to get home. Mm-hmm. I appreciate that.
0: Okay, let's go ahead and wrap this up yeah. then. Um, thanks everyone for listening to our commentary on Ever After the wonderful 90s historical-ish Cinderella uh, story. story. Well, I guess it is historical, so full-on historical um, Cinderella story. Thanks, everyone, for listening to Looking for Love in All the Wrong Dust Jackets. You can find us out there on pretty much all the socials, either at Wrong Dust Jackets or just Wrong Jackets, because some socials don't like long names. And uh, you can find all of this information and links to everything out on our website at wrongdustjackets.com. Deuces.
2: Bye. Have a good night.  ¶¶